It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Evan Carmichael, welcome to the show. Welcome to World's Best. What, what a voice, dude. What a voice. I, I, I need to have you intro all of my uh, speaking gigs and seminars and everything. That's great. Thanks for having me, man. Great to be here. <laughs> you are very welcome. I'm the son of a retired radio announcer, so I can maybe thank him for some of his uh, genetics there throwback. You go. Yeah. I like it. But I've also worked really hard on my voice. Uh, and as it turns out, when you work really hard on things in life, Evan, you know, good things happen. Would and you that, agree with that? That that yes, that generally is the principle. <laughs> I love it. People look at my YouTube channel, and uh, one of the things that that I've had to remind myself to post is just the struggle and how long it took to grow. Because we've done something like twelve thousand videos now. Not all of them are public, but uh, twelve thousand videos, uh, and just the growth of in five years only had a couple thousand subscribers. And so people see the the growth and everything now. Like, yeah, but go back and watch the beginning. Like, how do, don't stress out. Most people at year two, three, four, they're already ahead of me. The only difference is they stopped. And I just kept sucking and kept going and slowly got better with each video I made. Well, you've got a uh, a much larger role in my life than you'll realize. And I'll, you'll, be, you'll come aware of it very quickly. I love comparing my subscriber list numbers to yours, the ones okay. that you post on the 1st of January every year, <laughs> which uh, for those who don't know, is just an amazing snapshot of the last, I think, 11 years you've been, you've been posting. Uh, it's Yeah, t- April 2009 was the first video that I put up on the channel. So, yeah, f- I mean, phenomenal. And, and I've got another gratitude statement for you. You introduced me to Les Brown. You got to be hungry. And I'm going to show, I'm going to hold up a copy of my book that came out the other, uh, the other week and look who wrote the forward. There you go. Look at that. I love it, man. Les, Les is my all time favorite speaker. And there's been so many people ask like, who, who thinks the greatest speaker of all time? And there's so many great people to pick from. And I've, you know, obviously through what I do, have had exposure to a lot of them, but young Les Brown, I don't think anybody can touch. Just the passion and the energy and the hunger. And, and uh, I remember watching some of his videos like, man, that, that's crazy. I want to do something like that. So that's great that you made that connection too. Well, I'm proud to call Les a, a friend now. And he came on and helped me launch my book. And then he interviewed me on his, on his show the next day. And in the space of 24 hours, Evan, like I'd achieved like what I had dreamed about for a lifetime or you know, years leading to that point. And, and it's people like you that are, that are making this available to people like me 
And then I've got now a responsibility to, to pay that forward. So I want to ask you a question and you're under no obligation to answer it, but I want to ask you this. What do you need help with? Uh, the, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the, that's the, the short answer is I don't know. I think, the, I think our biggest blind spot often is what we don't know. So as soon as I identify what I'm struggling with, I go off and attack it. And I think that's what a lot of achievers do. It's just, what do we not know that is actually the whole thing? And if you figured that out, you would, you would have even more success. Um, it's easy for me to pick on things like, well, I'm, I'm launching my NFT project and I'm learning about NFTs and I'm, I'm figuring out how to pick a good dev and all of those things. But all of those are, it's like, as soon as you know what the problem is, it's easier to go off and attack and start bringing in help for it. Um, it's the stuff that I don't know. You know, what's my biggest blind spot? That's probably the biggest uncover. Um, I remember some on my team, um, when, when Tony Robbins invited us to go to his, uh, one of his events, someone on my team was like, okay, what if he picks you for the intervention? What, what, what question would you ask him? I said, I don't know. I'd, I'd have him ideally just ask me questions to say, oh, Evan, here's where, here's where you suck and here's what you're missing. And here's how to fix it more than, I don't even know how to, I don't even know what question to bring. I think that's the biggest problem. Given, given your wondrous uh, success, certainly on the face of it, I know from my own dealings as an entrepreneur that you would have been eating dirt many, many more times than you'll ever let on. But would you appreciate it if more people asked you that question, what do you need help with? Um, uh, no, probably because I don't. So I want to appreciate that you asked it because I love getting asked questions that I don't usually get asked. <laughs> so that's always a great start. I, I just came from a bunch of other shows, you know, even today, and nobody's asked me that question. I don't hold it against them, though. Uh, I, I, the biggest thing for when I'm on shows is I want you to ask the questions that you care the most about. Like, what is it in my journey that? I'm 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 honored to be here. I'm humbled. There's something that you saw in what I do that might help you or might help your audience. And the most important thing for me is let's get that story out that brings value for what you're trying to create. So the only thing that um, I wish people did more was don't ask the questions that you think your audience will care about. Ask the questions that you deeply care about, and that ends up creating a, a transformational show. Yeah, I love that. And as part of the preparation for this whole call, you've got this amazing six, seven-minute video, which is just really simple instructions on how to make the best of it. And I was so pumped when I watched that, Evan, because a lot of it I have organically been doing for a long time. I love trying to create an experience with my guests that is a memorable one, and they get a tremendous amount of value because I've learned through people like you and the people that you've exposed me to through your show and the, the, the YouTube channel, everything else that you do, that, that by serving, we get the most amount back. How do you do that without coming across as selfish? Um, I guess I'm not worried about that. I don't really think, oh, I'm going to come on this show and we're going to talk about you know, world's best and I need to get X out of this show. Um, I think we're all built to serve. I think we all want to feel like we matter and we're doing something that touches somebody's life. You and I want to have a, we have a big mission. We want to change the world, right? Other people may not have as big an ambition, but they still want to 
serve their family, the closest people to them. But we all want to wake up and feel like what we do today matters. And I don't remember how we got this all set up, but you or the team said something and it connected with me and resonated. Like I want to, I want to go on that thing. That's going to be, that's going to be fun times. Let's see, let's see how it goes. Um, and there was something about that that hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Let's use our time to hopefully bring some value to your audience. And what I found, I guess, maybe a circular way to get to the answer is karma is just practical. You know that by by putting out good. And by helping people, a lot of great stuff ends up happening to you. And so I don't have a specific ask. And and when we wrote back, it wasn't, um, I hope, like, well, how big is your audience? And how many people are going to like this video? And can you make sure that you talk about Evan's book? Or what? Like, I'm here to help, man. And however we can put out some good energy into the world together, maybe maybe we never talk again, or maybe maybe I'm your co-host on every episode for the next three <laughs> years. I don't know, right? So you say yes, and you try to contribute, and you try to serve, and I found a lot of great things happen. Um, maybe that's just my style. There's other ways to win and do it, but it's um, definitely worked out for me. Now, well, I think you're onto the right one, Evan. More importantly, I, you know, I've tried a number of different ways in my life, and I'm really thankful that I've come across this path of uh, of giving and service. And it was a book called The Go-Giver, which I read by Bob Berg and John Bob David Bob Berg, Mann. yeah, it's great. I love right? Bob. And, uh, you know, I, John David Mann just came on for a second time recently as like the second episode under the new World's Best. Him and his wife have written a book called The Go-Giver Marriage and Anna Gabriel Mann and what a wonderful couple they are. And they, they, these people, Bob and John and his wife, are just living this extraordinary life of daily miracles, and and they're doing it because they're sharing this amazing message of being able to get really whatever we want by allowing everyone else to get what they want. Yeah, it's funny, you know. I've, I, I think I have a hard time asking for things, um, but. A lot of so many great things that have happened to me were not even were not planned. You know, just because you you help people so much that they want to find a way to help you back. And some people might say, "Well, what if you get taken advantage of?" Uh, and that can happen. Whatever. I mean, I've I've said yes to some podcasts that I was their first guest. And my goal was, hey, if I can be their first guest and it, and it helps them launch and they can use my name to get other people, awesome. And then they never even launched it. You know, they've had episode. I did the interview and then the show never <laughs> even came out. <laughs> like, okay, next. You know, it's not judging them as a terrible person. It, it, just onwards, next, go help more. Um, Jonathan Fields, a friend, uh, I don't know if you know Jonathan Fields, it's a good life project, um, had this great line that struck me last year one of the one of the kind of 10 pieces of advice that really hit me hard last year and the way he phrased it was maximum sustainable generosity and so the goal becomes maximum sustainable generosity how can you give how can you be generous to the maximum but in a sustainable way so that it doesn't obviously you have your own time you need to protect your own emotions you need to protect there's only so much you can actually give from your bank account but focus instead on maximum sustainable generosity and watch great things happen to you. It's, it's really powerful. The giving from an empty cup is something that I'm still managing, Evan. And, and uh, what, what advice or techniques can you share with, with everyone about 
how to manage giving freely and not charging and being philanthropic? Well, I think you you have to figure out how to turn into a business, right? So making money is important. Even if you're a charity, making money is important. But it just can't be number one. I think people have a... Most people don't grow up with a healthy view on money. Some people think money is everything. And the person coming into my store, that's my next car. That's my next pair of shoes. That's my next whatever. <laughs> uh, and others think money is the root of all you know, evil, which some of us were trained kind of growing up. And the actual quote is the love of money is the root of all evil, but we interpret it as just money is the root of all evil. It's neither. Money is not evil and it's not everything. It's a tool. And it's a really, really important tool and a tool you have to understand how to use if you want to have any kind of success in life. It just can't be number one. So what are you on? What is your mission? What are you trying to accomplish? That has to be number one. And then inside of that, how can you learn to make money doing it? Otherwise, it's not sustainable. Right. So I love helping out entrepreneurs. And a lot of them come to me are really mission driven, but they're still doing their business on the evenings and the weekends because they have to have a job to pay the bills, you know, nine to five. Uh, so you have to, you need a business model that works. It can't just be give everything away for free forever. But don't think that you have to now become just a, a money guzzling scumbag and rip everybody off. Right, the way to actually get people in is to help them because then they're going to look for more ways to help you back. Um, I love giving away things for free uh, at my events. There's always a couple of people there who are in for free tickets, um, and some people could never afford it. You know, I've had people at my events who were uh, homeless, and you never know they're homeless. You know, they don't have a sign on them that says "I'm homeless," and they're not in a garbage bag or something like look like an everyday person that just are homeless and couldn't afford it. Um, but to be able to give more like that, I could do it because I have a team and I'm making money, right? Me doing this with 30 something people on my team right now, 37-ish people on my team, we can have a lot more impact and help a lot more people than if it was me only evenings and weekends because I had to have some job to pay the bills. Yeah, that's brilliant. And, and uh, what a lot of people won't realize, and because I only recently discovered this, you've got YouTube channels coming up the wazoo and in many different languages, which I think is brilliant. And I saw that your Russian channel has about three quarters of a million subscribers as well. Yeah, we got a Russian channel. We got a Spanish channel that's closing in on a million, a um, bunch of other channels that we're playing with. My goal is to solve the world's biggest problem, man. People don't believe in themselves enough. And I'm constantly just trying to find the best way to do that. I think YouTube is the number one way right now to be able to do it. Not just reach for you know this year, but also the videos you make now in a week, in a month, in a year, in three years, in five years are still getting views, attention, interest, spreading the message where everything else... Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, like the stuff is dead. Nobody cares about your Instagram from a week ago, but a YouTube video in three years is still helping spread your message. Uh, it's the hardest to win at in the short term compared to a TikTok or something else, but it has the most impact and the most sustainability. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on it right now. I still think it's the best place to be. And so whether it's a different language or a different channel or a different experiment, I'm um, always trying to do it in pursuit of the mission. 
Yeah, I love that. Very inspiring. And I'm on, well on my way to get my uh, book translated into the most amount of languages possible. And I think uh, uh, 170-odd is a good place to go uh, language-wise. And I'm sure there's a lot more that could benefit from it as well. You're right. It doesn't matter what language you speak. If you can grasp these concepts, they're universal, they're scientific in many cases to help help you know rise the tide and lift all boats. And listen, I think one of the things that holds people back is they're always looking at what they don't have. So that game never ends. I have I have 3 million subscribers. Well, why don't I have four? Or why don't I have five? Or why don't I have 10? Or why don't I have 30? You know, how many people are in the world? How, how am I only hitting 3 million subscribers? And, and that's good in the sense that it can push you. But uh, if you're only playing the what I don't have game, that's when people often just quit because you're posting, you're creating content, you think you're doing a good job, you're launching your show and only whatever, only a hundred people watch this video, only a hundred people saw what I made and you think, ah, oh, it sucks, I'm going to quit. But if a hundred people came to your talk at a library or talk at an event, like, man, there's a hundred people here. I'm kind of nervous here. I got to make sure I do a good job. But because it's online, we feel like we suck. And so if you focus on who you do have and who you are serving, one, it's a lot more fulfilling because you feel like you're doing something that actually matters. And two, the people who you are serving will take you to the people who you're not. You know, the more you love on your current audience, even if it's four people, right? Like if, if somebody launches a book and you've just gone through this process, but if somebody launches a book and it doesn't have as much success as yours and they sell 25 copies, right? People are like, oh my gosh, what a failure. I spent all this time doing this book and only 25 people bought this thing. Wow, I suck. Well, the best thing to do is love on those 25 people. If you have any contact information about them, ask them how they're doing, offer to do a coaching call with them, put them in a group session, follow up three months later and see how they're doing. Because if they get into it and you believe in your book and they're having some life changes happen, then they're going to tell their friends like, hey, how are you doing all this stuff? Oh, I got this book. And here's what happened. And the word starts to spread. So it's loving on the people who are watching your thing, who are consuming instead of focusing on who you're not. And paired to that is you never know the impact that you're having. You very graciously at the start of this interview said, you don't even know the impact that you've had on my life. Right? And I don't know how long you've been watching my videos or how long you know, you've been consuming the content, but you're right. I don't know because you haven't told me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but that's the thing. Like We assume that when we put up a video and 100 people see it or 40 people see it, we feel like a failure because it's not 4 million or 4,000 or whatever number feels big to you. And, but assume, how about you assume that in those 40 people, maybe for one person, that was actually a life-changing video. Like we assume that we suck and that nobody cares. A lot of people will be moved by what you wrote, even if they never write in the comments, oh my God, this video changed my life or send you a DM to say, holy cow, your book is so amazing, right? So unless you get that, you feel like your stuff sucks. But maybe assume, I like to assume that in everything that I do, there's at least one person who's going to have their life changed as a result of me making this thing. Maybe it's not a million people, but at least one person is going to be sparked by this thing. this interview right now. One person watching is going to be sparked to make a change. Even if you never leave a comment, leave a comment. Let them know that it's working. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think that matters. 
So we assume that we suck where it said, hey, maybe this is actually having a life-changing impact. Because I get that a lot now where I'm doing a show with somebody and they say, oh my gosh, you don't know how much your stuff impacted me. Let me tell you about this time four years ago when I discovered you and all this stuff happened. Like, well, where have you been? You never, you haven't told me anything for four years, right? That's normal. And so, yes, not everybody who watches is going to be inspired and make a life-changing decision, but, but assume that one person will watch it and it's going to be really meaningful to them. Yeah, it's brilliant. And um, uh, I'm at that point now where I'm just, my goal is very clear. When the why is clear, the how's become real easy for me. So I, uh, I'm on an unstoppable journey to, to achieve what I want to achieve. Evan, I've got to ask you this question. I know we don't have a huge amount of time left. What are you the best in the world at? Being Evan Carmichael. Amen, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, brother. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think that's it. Like I think we're always looking to other people and I love modeling success and I love learning different things from different people. And on the wall behind me, I've got Steve Jobs on one side and I've got my dad, you know, in the middle here. And I want to be a visionary like Steve Jobs and a dad like my dad. I don't want to be a dad like Steve Jobs because it doesn't sound like he was a good one. And I don't want to be visionary like my dad because he's not one. And so we can pull these different things from different people to learn. And you can learn everybody to watch and listen. You can learn from, from the world's best show here. You can, you can learn from the people he, he brings on. But you don't want to be the next Evan Carmichael. You don't want to be the next Steve Jobs. You don't want to be the ne- But you can take little pieces from them to help you be the best you because your ultimate, you want to be the world's best. The goal becomes to be the world's best of you so that when you get to the end of your life and you're looking back, you say, Hey, I, I hit it. I hit my potential. I did the things that I was capable of doing instead of living far below it because I was afraid. Yeah. It's, it's so great. <laughs> you're And it's what a wonderful answer. And the, uh, the concept behind world's best is really nothing to do with all that ego. It's to do with this, this commitment that we make. And, you know, I, as identified as the world's best courage coach. And I wake up every morning and I ask myself this question, how would the world's best courage coach conduct himself? And I believe that we all have this ability to be the world's best. And it's not about me being number one and someone else being number two. The world could be full of the world's best courage coaches, but the way that the universe distributes responsibilities, that everyone will have their own little niche or their niche is, you know, depending on which part of the world you're in. And, uh, declaring that has improved my life and the lives of those around me exponentially. And I'm very, very proud uh, to be, to be the world's best courage coach. I love how you frame it. I love the, I love the intention of the morning question because I think most people feel like they're not the world's best at anything. Like if you ask most people that question, like I'm, I'm, they haven't even ever asked that or wouldn't even have the audacity to ask that question. Cause I'm not the world's best at, anything and I can never be. So I like to say that everybody has Michael Jordan level genius at something. That's my version of it. Like you are the best in the world at something and it's probably not what you went to school for. And it's probably not what your parents did for a living. It's something totally different, but you have to find it and you have to believe in it and you got to chase down because that's where you're hitting your potential and also have an impact that you want to have on the world. Evan, do you have any concluding thoughts for our audience today? Uh, homework assignment, go give some love to a small channel. Maybe, maybe this is this channel and helping world's best get this, this new show off the ground because we've talked about how 
if you assume that people are having a big impact, they're receiving your message and making a life-changing decision, unless you let them know, a lot of times people will quit. So the homework is if there's somebody who you follow, maybe this channel, maybe another one, but somebody who you follow, pick your social media network, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, somebody who you mess with, you love their stuff. And you might not be the type of person who normally does this, but a small channel who doesn't get a lot of comments, don't come and leave it on mine. You can always come and leave it on mine. And we, all, we always you know, love that. But, but especially like the homework assignment is a small channel. Your comment, just telling them what they mean to you could legitimately be the difference between them quitting and keeping going for the next month. If you love this show and you love the message of world's best, help the people, the small people that you follow, the small channels, feel like they're the world's best at something. Leaving that one comment could change their life and keep them going on their journey. So that's the takeaway. Go find somebody, make them feel like they're the world's best. Ladies and gentlemen, Evan Carmichael. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.